Welcome once again to The Lowdown with the Chelan County Sheriff's Office. I'm your host, Randy Rhodes, welcoming Chelan County Sheriff Brian Burnett. Hello, Sheriff. Randy, thanks for hosting again today. You know, we've uh, talked a lot about WASPEC. It's an acronym. It's for the Washington State Association of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs, comprised of sheriffs and police chiefs from all over the state. And recently there was a conference, and I think there's uh, two a year, is that right? Correct. We do a spring and a fall. Well, let's uh, kind of give a recap on that because there were a lot of topics discussed. Oh, you bet. Uh, and some of that is, is Randy, we have a, a ton of different committees um, from small agency. Uh, there's also tribal uh, agencies involved. Um, you have model policy, legislative committee. Uh, I am a co-chair for the Wellness Resilience Committee and then multiple other ones. Um, but uh, just a great time for chiefs and sheriffs to network and they bring in leadership training, uh, some policy updates, legislative uh, changes and different talks on, on those type of things. Um, but uh, a wealth of information. And again, I attended that here uh, from the 14th uh, through the 18th of November. You know, you bring up the Wellness Resilience Committee. Can we kind of touch on that a little bit? Because, A, it's it's too bad that this wasn't hasn't been going for decades. Let's stress the importance of this Wellness Resilience Program. Right. Well, this is a hot topic, Randy, especially over the last couple of years. And this is something I think law enforcement, um, out of naivety, uh, dropped the ball on. I think we come in following what the military is finally getting right uh, or starting to get right, and that's post-traumatic stress and the weight and the load that our officers carry from that. And, Randy, there's a couple different things. Um, there's traumatic uh, trauma that happens from a single or singular event, and then there's also accumulative stress that happens over the, the course of time from years and years of service of seeing traumatic events. And I, I think one of the stats that I've seen out there is that your average uh, first responder can witness and experience up to 800 uh, traumatic events where your average citizen just walking the street, not a first responder, may only on average experience two to three of those. So that accumulative stress builds up to what they would say is like doing a couple tours of active duty, uh, maybe, you know, in, in Iraq or Afghanistan during wartime, that type of thing. And so what we're looking is no longer we want to be proactive and say, oh, we have a problem and something that's broken and we need to help to fix it. It's like, let's get, um, excuse me, reactive, but we want to be proactive up front. From the time that we hire people, obviously during our screening process, we want to find people that are resilient, but we also want to give them the tools and, and put things in place for them to be able to manage their stress and help them be resilient throughout their career and not only throughout their career into retirement so they can have a healthy retirement. And so the state had put up some money um, for these uh, committees uh, that we're doing out there. There's grant monies available uh, to help agencies put things in place, but uh, that was really to reduce uh, officer-involved suicide. And so those are the things that we're doing. And when I remember when, when I joined this committee up front, uh, and, their, and our first committee meeting at one of the WASPIC conferences, I think we had about 20 to 30 chiefs and sheriffs show up, what I thought was well attended. Now what we're seeing is, is we're getting a lot more attendance on that. And people are able to network and talk about the things that are working and the problems that they're having and identifying and how we best go towards these solutions. 
and we were able to uh i think i i think we reported that myself and and uh chief crown and anna johnson our behavioral health uh unit coordinator program manager uh traveled down to california back in september um to tour uh the first responder wellness uh program down there and and we were super super impressed and their director of clinical outreach, Jillian Barrett, we were able to invite them up um, along with a retired King County Sergeant Patrick McCurdy, uh, who is the Washington State Advocate for the First Responder Wellness Program, uh, to have them speak on behalf to our group. And it was well attended, Randy. Just love the stuff that they're doing. Again, not reactive, but being proactive uh, moving towards. And they're really excited about what they bring uh, to our local law enforcement agencies. And I think in the pathway forward and the things. And, and Shalane County Sheriff's Office has been able to secure some of this grant money uh, here locally um, for our own office, but also for what we call a regional approach, which involves both our office, uh, the Shalane County Regional Jail, uh, the Wenatchee Police Department, Douglas County Sheriff's Office, and the East Wenatchee Police Department. So really excited about what we're doing. So that was a great, great meeting that uh, I was committed to and needed to attend for for one of those sole purposes only. Sheriff Burnett, is it one of these things where you're kind of going, oh man, why why didn't something like this happen sooner? Well, I think it's one of those things. And really, you know, you identify in life, you identify a problem, right? There's something that manifests itself. Um, and that's why laws were wrote and put in place. And, and you can read through the RCWs, the Revised Code of Washington. And I can remember being in the Basic Law Enforcement Academy and we had those RCW books out and reading through some of those laws. And people would go, look here, look here. This is ridiculous. Can you believe they have a law on this? Unfortunately, that's because someone committed that crime before it was actually wrote down in law that it was a crime. Uh, and then legislation went in and, and wrote that, said it should should be listed as a crime. And some of those are heinous things that you think no, no one should ever, ever, one, have that done to them. And no one should ever be doing that to someone else. Uh, but unfortunately, we, we live in a, a wicked and evil world uh, where there are people that do evil things to other people. And so we have some crazy laws out there. And of course, we hear about the crazy ones, right, that uh, still exist and people haven't taken those off the books. And there's, you know, county or, or city ordinances where, you know, you could get arrested for leaving your horse unattended or something <laughs> like that. But, you know, hey, uh, I suppose that's still possible. But uh, that it was kind of more towards uh, when you were tying your horse up in front of the saloon back in the day um but again uh, yeah. but uh, i'm really pleased with where we're going you always look back and go man if i could have only had this information you know at the beginning of my career at the start of when i became an administrator um i, I believe i could have applied this and put it in place well obviously that's the case and when you believe so strongly and compassionate uh on something and that's the case here and i was just really really pleased to see the turnout that we had and the and the information that we have now to apply and the resources that are available. So I think we're going to make a big impact and really change the way um, this is uh, towards law enforcement here locally. Sheriff Burnett, a relatively recent legislation on the Office of Independent Investigation. Let's open that up a little bit. Uh, you bet. This was another thing that WASPIC had a, a host for, um, for the Office of Independent Investigation that came through legislation, and they made this a new office for the state of Washington, uh, appointed position by the governor, and they're just, they're just actually, and then this uh, director for this program is now setting this up, but it's basically an oversight uh, program for all of our regional 
um, investigative units around the state. And let me give you an example. So for here in our area, we have the North Central Washington Special Investigative Unit. And so when those new rules and laws came into effect um, um, for this team, we applied those, put them in place, started training towards those. Um, the commander of our unit is uh, under Sheriff Jason Matthews, has done an extremely great job, along with uh, Wenatchee Police uh, Captain Brian Chance. Um, they wouldn't work side by side. And then, of course, we have other members as well from the Douglas County Sheriff's Office and, and East Wenatchee Police Department. But just doing a great job there. But the OIS comes in and the independent investigative team has the oversight and overreach to come in and audit uh, those uh, investigations to make sure that we're applying uh, the standards and the state laws to those. It wasn't it uh, for years internal affairs investigations with within the the agency itself? Yeah, I mean, big agencies would have done that, Randy. So, I mean, obviously, everybody's seen you know the the show on NYPD Blues or something like that, where um, obviously they have their own investigative team inside that. And that's a massive uh, agency. But basically, they would always just investigate their own shootings uh, by their own employees. Um, but under the Washington state law, um, you know, they they had to keep it independent and they truly want it independent. So you have a venue agency, which means that's the agency in which it happened. So if you had an officer involved shooting and or in the light of duty death uh, and it happened in Chelan County, unincorporated area. OK, Chelan County would be the venue agency correct it happened in in their jurisdiction and then you're going to have the other agencies uh that are the responding and responsible agencies for doing that investigation the venue agency will not be involved in the investigation any way shape or form and so that's the part of keeping it independent there was a group out there that said no we shouldn't have any uh, law enforcement agencies investigating, and they wanted to bring in non-law enforcement people to do criminal investigation. And we said that doesn't fit one the Constitution and or the state law. Um, and so you need to have, uh, you know, commissioned officers doing these investigations. One is they have the training and there's the minimum standard training that they have to have to even to be on the team. Um, and so and even to be a lead, then they have to have additional training uh, to be a person in a supervisor role or, or the commander or assistant commander. They have to have that additional training as well. So I think it's very important to say we believe we have a great system in place. It truly is an independent investigative team. And then but the audit side of that is they can come in and make sure that the people are are under those state statutes and best practice. Sheriff Burnett, any uh, final thoughts on the Waspec conference uh, coming off that? No, just a great time. Uh, it was it was it was actually a, a little bit of fun. In, in the evening, they have the president's reception, um, and they added a little bit of a, a cornhole tournament to, I guess, to spice it up, Randy, this year and to have fun. Um, it's a it's a good networking tool. I've I've uh, been to these. I don't think I've missed maybe but one in the last twelve years, and it, it really really is appropriate. Uh, uh, some of the information that we got to run our and create our implement a traffic enforcement unit came from that networking there. And I could go on and on and on about the conversations we've had uh, with other chiefs and sheriffs and command staff members um, talking about legislation that's important. Uh, I just fully, fully embrace uh, that as well. And as I was talking about the Cornhole Tournament, I partnered up with uh, Sheriff-elect Grant County, Joey Crete. Uh, teamed up with me, and we 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 might have went against our own local uh, Wenatchee PD 
Chief Steve Crown and, and Captain Brian Chance, and we might have um, embarrassed them just a little bit, Randy. So that's my claim to fame for the WASPIT conference. But great, great time. Um, uh, when you're in those administrative positions, I highly recommend it. It's, it's, it's really the way to go and very, very important to your leadership, I believe. Uh, you know, it's quite fantastic to add a little levity and some recreation <laughs> to an event like that. Absolutely. It's a great way to network and and, and also to – um, you know, administrators, we're talking about accumulative stress. Uh, they pack a big punch uh, and it takes its toll on you. So to be able to go down there and sit down with your peers and talk about things in a non-stressful environment, I think it's it's very, very key um, to the success of your career and your agencies that you lead. We need to talk about the WSSA, the Washington State Sheriff's Association. First of all, your role in it and a special meeting or conference that just recently happened. So, yeah. So at the WASPIC conference in the spring and fall, we have the Washington State Sheriff's Association meeting. It's one of our quarterly meetings that we do. Um, and we had our regular fall quarterly meeting down there as well. Um, and just uh, talking about some important things. One of the things that was pushed on, and as I became the president back in the spring of this year, Randy, uh, one of the visions that I had was, and I thought that I'd been talking and speaking, uh, one to James Pond, uh, who's the executive director for the Western State Sheriff's Association. And, and James is a, a retired sheriff out of Wyoming State, um, was was creating uh, our own executive director position. Right now, and through the, the course of history, is the WASPIC executive director has acted as such for WSSA. And the reason that I felt that this was more important is, is because we have um, state funds and federal funds that come down through grant monies, but that executive director also represents all of the police chiefs that are appointed position, not elected officials, is that one, it would be much better uh, to have our own uh, executive director that could advocate uh, for the office of sheriff, both legislatively, politically, and a lot of different uh, uh, other areas, which uh, no offense to Steve Strand, who I believe is a, is a great executive director for the WASPIC organization, um, but just can't do that. And I also think that it will empower and enable the executive director for WASPIC as we work together in no such way if this is formed and happens, will the sheriffs be pulling away from WASPIC is actually it's just to strengthen the sheriff's association to work on the things that they're that's important to them that doesn't affect necessarily directly to the chiefs. And so in the same time, we want to come together and hopefully we can make that so the executive director for WASPIC can focus all of his time just on WASPIC and then we can come together and partner on when we are working on legislatively or policy, different things that are they're important. And so that was something that we have decided. And we actually called for an emergency uh, meeting to follow up on November 28th, which just happened uh, this week. Um, and so, and we went into a closed session and, but what I, what I can tell you, and that'll be in the next podcast, uh, um, when, when uh, some information that came from that, but I have to be careful on talking about, uh, the closed session piece of that. And, um, I was reading, uh, some of your briefing, um, about that recent meeting in Ellensburg. Um, what about, uh, new board members? Correct. Uh, we do have new board members. I'm going to look down to make sure I don't forget any of their names, and I don't think I will. But our current board right now, Randy, was uh, myself as the president. Uh, and then we had uh, Snohomish County. Uh, oh, excuse me. We have uh, Walla Walla County Sheriff Mark Kreider was our vice president. Our secretary treasurer uh, was Adam Fortney, uh, Snohomish County Sheriff. 
and then our past president, John Snaza, Thurston County Sheriff. Uh, so uh, myself not being reelected and uh, John Snaza not being reelected, uh, we need to, to make some decisions. Um, uh, Nohomish County Sheriff Adam Fortney was making a request to, to step down from that position uh, and do to do other um, uh, commitments. Um, and so we took nominations uh, and, and ran that through the election process. And so taking my place as the president uh, the 1st of January for 2023 will be Clayton Myers, the Kittitas County Sheriff. I've worked beside uh, Sheriff Myers for quite some time. Uh, also, he was a longstanding uh, undersheriff under Sheriff Gene Dana. And, 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 uh, and Sheriff Myers just has a wealth of knowledge and history. Um, so I had a lot of confidence in him. I'm actually the one who nominated him and actually spoke to him to see if he'd be willing to step into that position. So really confident to have uh, Sheriff Myers stepping into the, the president position. Uh, Walla Walla County Sheriff Mark Kreider will remain in his vice president uh, uh, position. And then for the secretary treasurer, Adams County uh, Sheriff uh, Dale Wagner will be uh, assuming that position. And then uh, past president, uh, we didn't really have a past president, but we need that fourth board uh, member position. Uh, and uh, um, Jim Raymond from Franklin County will be assuming that role as well. So just very thankful for those sheriffs who are willing to step into leadership roles. It does take some extra commitment. And a lot of people will, will can you can get a little criticized to this, Randy, but these are positions that that exist within the state. And they're important uh, for our local communities and the sheriff's office and Chelan County and all the different counties around the state. Uh, and I would say this, um, I stayed away from the leadership roles of any point, whether it was WASPIC or the Sheriff's Association, uh, my first term. Uh, and it, not that somebody can't step into that um, and really focused on the county and, and to get things um, running, operating more smooth here uh, under, under my leadership. Um, but then it was time to learn from others and then step up into a leadership role. And that's what we want to see that baton being passed from time to time. In the Sheriff's Association, we have uh, two-year terms uh, for those offices. Uh, and in WASPIC, uh, they, they carry a one-year term for the executive board, but they also have positions at large that those people can continue at that. And, and so we are thankful for the chiefs and sheriffs from around the state that are willing to step up in those leadership roles and, and go the extra mile uh, for those important purposes. Sheriff Burnett, I'm uh, quite excited over the next several weeks on the Lowdown podcast. We're going to be highlighting and meeting members of your command staff. Can we kind of give a thumbnail sketch of who we're going to be meeting and what they really do in support of your office? Yeah. So from now to the end of the year, uh, you're going to have podcasts with myself and obviously you hosting Randy. Um, you're going to interview and you're going to and see some good talk from my chief civil deputy, Who's, that's Kim Oglesby, who's over our records department, our civil department. She also is uh, very uh, knowledgeable and handles a lot of our IT. She's our IT liaison, handles a lot of our computers and uh, software stuff through the, our IT department here at the county and our cell phones and different things like that. Um, but a big piece of that also is that she manages our budget for us and has just done a tremendous job. I And you'll hear more about this, but I hired Kim, I think back in 2012, promoted her to a record supervisor and then eventually into her current position. Um, and then next, uh, under Sheriff Jason Matthews, uh, Jason Matthews and I, uh, I think we came on maybe six months to a year apart uh, as far as uh, when we first started for the Sheriff's Office back in, I think, 97 and 98. Uh, and then and then Jason spent some time as a supervisor at the drug task force 
and then I promoted to Jason to a chief of patrol and, and then next to uh, undersheriff. Um, Jason's a, Jason's a detailed guy, does an amazing job, uh, works our Lexapol policy, handles a lot of different things, basically responsible for the operations. And so those three chiefs, uh, along with our chief civil deputy, Kim Oglesby, and then the next two I'm going to talk about, our chief of patrol, Adam Musgrove, and then chief of special operations, uh, Chris Foreman, are all under the undersheriff. And then I have an executive assistant uh, as well that, that, that works for myself, but she also spreads her time out and assists the rest of my staff, and that's Jessica Peterson. Uh, these are people, Brandy, I've had so much confidence in, and, and the skill set that they bring and the experience is just amazing. And um, so we're going to recap uh, kind of a little bit about their careers, what they do in their positions, and why those positions are so important. And a little bit, when you, as a new sheriff-elect coming in, uh, those are appointed positions at will positions. Uh, right now, I've been trying to communicate with Sheriff Lech Morrison, and we've got no indication on what his plans are. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of an offset and setback that we'll talk about uh, regard, uh, regarding, depending on uh, who the Sheriff-elect brings in for his uh, um, command positions. Well, very much looking forward to the lowdowns between now and the end of the year. And it's always a pleasure to be here with you, Sheriff Burnett. I want to thank you for your time today. And before we move on, look outside. The snow's hitting the ground. We're going to have maybe seven inches of snow this week. Common sense things to keep in mind in traffic. Well, one, is your vehicle properly equipped? That's the biggest thing for safe travel. For you and those other ones that you're passing on the roadway, um, ill-equipped vehicles, ill-equipped people um, are number one. And number two, slow down. Give yourself time and distance. If you're going to be late for work, well, that's just too bad. Rather be a few minutes late than not making it there at all. And, and you know, there's people that, that get seriously injured and or died, Randy, in some serious automobile accidents um, because of foul weather. And again, we know it's coming. So let's plan ahead. Uh, start your day early. A lot of this happens, was especially when we get significant amounts of snowfall, is one, can you even get out of your driveway in the beginning, right, and trying to take care of your needs for home. And so that it starts there. But that 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 real big thing is slow down, and that following stopping distance is so key. And again, making sure that you have the proper tires and equipment for your vehicle. Fantastic. Any closing thoughts uh, for today? No. I mean, I hope everybody had a, an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, me and myself, I was actually uh, at home uh, sneezing and blowing into a Kleenex <laughs> with the, with the old fashioned head cold, Randy, and that's why we we had to delay this broadcast just a little bit. But it's good to be back. I still had some amazing time with my loved ones and family, and I hope that you did too. And I know as we move into the Christmas holiday season, I just uh, would pray and hope that it's the, a good time for you. Um, no expectations. A lot of times, I know the Christmas holidays can put a lot of stress and pressure on people, but that's not what this season is about so going forward and i'm going to say it multiple times over the next few weeks we want the best wishing you the best holidays well that's going to uh, wrap it up for another edition of the lowdown with the chelan county sheriff's office and our very own chelan county sheriff brian burnett thanks for your time and we'll see you right here next time thanks randy <laughs>